Hey guys, welcome back to the My Miami Story series. Um, here today, we're going to be going through part three, the last and final part of the My Miami Story series. Um, like I've said each and every time, thank you guys for your support. Shout out to everyone who participated because we just like had such a great time um, doing this together. Hopefully this is the first of many, many um, conversations that we'll be having. Or actually, these are really conversations that we, ha we have been having. Um, I think this was slightly more organized, slightly more focused. And I use the word slightly because, uh, yeah, we were a little all over the place. But definitely this last hour, um, we were kind of like... You know, we had gone through, I think, some of, like, the more obvious issues. And then we, you know, in this last part, we go into, you know, the arts and culture um, aspect of living in Miami and, like, the history and how hard it is to, like, learn about Miami history and all of that. Um, and the different types of events that are out there that sometimes we're really not aware of. Um and you'll hear us talk about it. Like here, we kind of tend to go towards more of like the party events because that's what like is out there. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you know somebody who knows somebody. So you go to this party, whatever. But there, there is so much more that Miami has to offer. And so we talk a little bit more about that and about how we want to like try new experiences and um do different things and just help um Miami become more of like a cultural icon than it already is uh because like I said Miami has a lot to offer on like the nature side um I think for Floridians <laughs> Miami, like the nature side is kind of bleh, but people come from all over the world just to come to the Everglades, bro. Like just to look at alligators. And we have been going to the Everglades ever since we were in elementary school on field trips. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think we take the Everglades for granted, but it's such an amazing um ecosystem and such an amazing feat of nature that I think like the more that we learn about the Everglades and conservation the more dedicated we would be to um to being a part of like the Everglades and and like I said it's conservation efforts um so you know like that's the nature side besides the beaches of course and you know it's important to preserve our beaches as well and preserve our waterways in general. Um, we have a lot to offer on the history side as well. Miami has such a deep, beautiful history, you know, dating back to the time of like the Seminoles and the Calusa Indians and the Miccosukee, you know, when they were... Um, cultivating this land as their own up until you know more recent history is definitely more interesting and so there's a lot of information out there we just have to find it um and, and Miami just has so many cool like random tidbits of history like it, it's amazing um and so you know we kind of like discuss that a little bit we discuss about you know um volunteership what kind of 
keeps us from um from volunteering, um participating with our no- local nonprofits, um civic engagement. So, you know, we co- we cover a variety of things in this last hour and we really run through it because like we're like okay guys it's time to go home the coquetas are done like the coffee's cold we gotta go home but um i definitely um enjoy this last hour because then we also kind of try to tie it together as far as action items okay what can we do and the conclusion um I think overall we came to and we'll definitely go into deal into detail here is you know participating in our local government reaching out to our elected officials among other things but that's like a really big thing that we can do for our community not just for Miami you know this is this applies to any city any neighborhood any state you know that you live in um, is like active participation and active finding of disinformation and applying it. Um, I really look forward to hearing you guys' feedback, letting me know what you think about um, the conversation, what are your opinions on the things that we talked about and different, um, different things like that. I definitely look forward to your feedback. Before we get into it, just a little bit of housekeeping. You guys know I like to keep you guys updated. The book fair went amazing. Of course, like I went on Friday, the free day. Of course, I walked out with more books than I could carry. My arms were hurting the next day because I was carrying so many books. And like a dummy, I forgot my tote bag and I didn't want to buy another one. So yeah. Take your tote bags when you go book shopping, you guys. Um, you know, so I got to go on Friday. I got to go to the street fair. Um, you know, I got to peruse the different vendors. Bookleggers were there and they were present this year. Um, I like bookleggers and the events that they do, you know, because like, they're all about like increasing literacy and, you know, book trading. And they sell some books, but like super cheap. So I was happy to contribute to them, buy some books off of them. Um, Of course, that one comics tent that's in the back, you know which one I'm talking about, the used comics tent, Um, really random. So if you guys go to the book fair every year, you guys know which tent I'm talking about. I'm talking about the tent with that guy with his mom, who they're there fiel every single year. Um, one thing that I loved I saw this year, I don't know if they were doing it last year because I missed it, but this year, um, I guess they started finding issues that were continuous, like, you know, like kind of like a series of issues and, and putting them together. So he has, you know, his usual, um, individual comics, but then he also had like little, like mini series of comics that go together. So that was nice. That's a nice thing. I appreciate that. Because I definitely bought a bunch of single issues that are missing, like, one in between each one. Like, so, for example, right, I bought these Black Panther issues. And I have, like, 67, 70, 71, 72, 75. So now, you know what I'm about to do, right? I'm about to go online to Amazon and buy and find the individual missing issues and complete the series. So um, that's me because I love torturing myself 
And once again, my ever-growing queue of books is ever-growing and taking up more space on my books on my bookshelf than um than I actually have. So there's that. So the book fair was amazing, of course. I loved it. Um as we all know, our basil is coming up at the end of next week. So I'm so totally looking forward to that. Um, I think this year I'm just going to end up doing Design Miami. I don't think I'm going to end up going to the convention center. Uh, me and my friend talked about it and we're just like, honestly, Design Miami's where it's at. And of course, any other free events, <laughs> we will be in attendance. Um, what else is that? Sunny, help me out. Sunny's here with me, you guys. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, really random. So, Peach Fuzz, if you guys remember Grand Central, I know my homies that are listening to this are like, of course we know Peach Fuzz, all right? So, if you guys remember Grand Central, there used to be Peach Fuzz, which was every Friday night upstairs, you know, the old school hip-hop and um, R&B, and then they stopped doing it. Then, um... You know, or not stop doing it, but once Grand Central closed down, that was it. And then every once in a while, they would do random pop-ups. Um, and so they've been doing that, which has been super cool. And they're doing a pop-up. And I think if I read correctly, it looks like they're going to have a new residency at Space. I don't know. But basically, they're doing um, an eight-year anniversary party this at the end of this week. And so I'm really excited. Wall Street Fire is going to be there. Uh, so it is going to be lit. <laughs> I know. I'm so punny. <laughs> but yeah, so like Wall Street Fire is going to be there. Like the pre-sale is only $10. Like it's going to be lit. I'm so excited. I love peach fuzz parties. They're always so much fun. And it's like always like really good, like old school hip hop and R&B. It really takes you back. So it's like really, it's vibing. So that's also happening at the end of this week. And then of course, Thanksgiving. I am so excited. I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving in Miami. Um, mostly because Thanksgiving in Miami is always a mixed bag. I feel like maybe in the rest of the U.S., maybe not California and Texas, right? But definitely I feel like in most parts of the U.S., Thanksgiving is pretty dependable. Thanksgiving is turkey, green bean casserole, maybe some yams, maybe, you know, some sweet potato casseroles. Um, all the casseroles come out, right? Like some, like some people do like ambrosia salad. Um, but you definitely have to have like your cranberry, um, your, your cranberry sauce. You've got to have, um, if your party's big enough to spiral ham, cause I love spiral ham. You've got to have your mashed potatoes. Um, I personally love mac and cheese, you know, like, the, like stuffing, you know, all the, all the good stuff, right? But I love that here in Miami, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Because you might go to a Thanksgiving that has random Latino things. Like you put your turkey with your gongri. 
or you know or I've been to a to a Thanksgiving where the stuffing was definitely not like stovetop uh the stovetop brand stuffing like this was like the most amazing stuffing I had ever had and it was literally like meats it was a it was a turkey stuffing made of like I want to say like ground beef pork there might have been some chicken in there. No, I don't think there was chicken. I think it was like ground beef and pork, like basically kind of like a picadillo and a bunch of other random stuff. And it went to this turkey and yo, that stuffing was lit. I don't I, like I want to say that that was like a Colombian quote stuffing. I don't know. I'll verify with my mom and get back to you guys with that. But yeah, so things like that. Um... You you know your kungri, your lechon, your platano maduro. Like you never know what's gonna show up at Thanksgiving in Miami, and so that's always really exciting. Um, I know where I'm going for Thanksgiving. You know, like they're like family to us. They're pretty Cuban, um, but they're also really American. And so when it comes to Thanksgiving, they pr- they keep it pretty American, like fairly American, except there's always flan. Like there's always apple, uh, not apple pie, pumpkin pie, whipped cream, of course, on deck. And then there's always like a flan uh, or like a flan cheesecake or something, some flan type related dessert. And I love it. And so, um... I look forward to Thanksgiving every single year. I love seeing people's plates, like the pictures online, just because I love seeing like the different things that people have and how people, how Latinos have really remixed Thanksgiving. And I love Thanksgiving. It's um, definitely one of my favorite holidays, just because like one on like a fat part, like fat ass part, I love eating like Thanksgiving food, like Boston Market's heaven to me because it's basically Thanksgiving food all year round. But I also love the um, emotional part of it, the sentimental part of it, which is that we get together. It doesn't matter your religion or whatever necessarily, but you just get together and you give thanks for the blessings that have been upon your life. And it's a, for me at least, it's a good time to reflect on the year and kind of start like reflecting on the past year and kind of start like that mind space of okay what's coming for next year so I really like Thanksgiving and then of course I love Black Friday um me and my mom have like our Thanksgiving traditions which is Thursday morning we do a big bad Colombian breakfast like the costeño Colombian breakfast. So we do arepas, carimañolas, empanadas, tostones. Bueno, no tostones, patagones is what we call them. Um, all the fried foods we do. It's in like, of course, white cheese. Love it. So we do um, a Colombian breakfast in the morning. We watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade together. Um, we plan out our Black Friday route. 
then we, you know, go into a food coma. Then we wake up to go into the second part of our feasting, which is Thanksgiving dinner with um, our family friends. And we have a great time. Then we come back, we chill, and then we do our Black Friday shopping. And so I really love Thanksgiving and like all the traditions that it brings I look forward to hearing from you guys. What is essential to your Thanksgiving? Like, what can you not not have at your Thanksgiving table? Um, I know one year there was Thanksgiving where we had it here at my house. And everyone who showed up to this Thanksgiving showed up with, like, random alternatives to the real Thanksgiving food. And I had never been so upset about Thanksgiving in my life. <laughs> like, like. I remember they showed up like with like cauliflower mashed potatoes like like I think I don't know like that's what I remember that's what distinctly stood out to me was the cauliflower mashed potatoes someone showed up with like instead of like a green bean casserole they made some weird casserole thing with like asparagus but I like asparagus so and it, but it tasted weird and it wasn't green bean casserole like weird random alternative foods and i don't like fake food or not fake food but i don't like food that dresses up as other food if you're gonna give me cauliflower give me cauliflower don't give me cauliflower rice or cauliflower like mashed potatoes just i'll eat the vegetable by itself you know don't try to trick me um, so yeah um I value real Thanksgiving for sure. Um, but yeah, I look forward to hear from you guys. Like, you know, what is a must have at your Thanksgiving? What are things at Thanksgiving that you've seen that you're like, what is this doing here? Get this out of here um, before I knock it out your hand. Um, I know for me, I'm very picky about my mac and cheese. So I usually like to take, I like to volunteer for mac and cheese duty because I love the way I make mac and cheese. Um, it's amazing. It's Haitian style. If y'all know some, you, you find your local Haitian and have Haitian mac and cheese. You can never go back after that. But yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear this last hour of the My Miami story. Um, for sure, this episode is going to run a little bit long because I've been talking a lot. But who cares? Whatever. I wish you guys the best on this Thanksgiving holiday. Go out. Enjoy it with your family. Enjoy it with your friends. Give thanks because we have so many blessings that I think we overlook and take for granted every single day. I just want to say on here, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my listeners, for my supporters, for my friends who deal with me and <laughs> who deal with me talking about this podcast all the time, for my friends who have joined me on the podcast I definitely, like, um, love all of you guys. I'm thankful for the opportunity to have been able to create this small little platform for myself. And hopefully, I will be able to share that platform with other people trying to make the the world a better and happier place. Because that's all I'm trying to do. So, without further ado, here we go. This is part three of My Miami Story. Um, I know that the music scene is kind of suffering or like culture things, but like I'm always finding something to do. So I agree. Letitia like has taken me to cool events. We went to one on Sunday, and I was like, how lovely. Oh, yeah. 
that like things that but it's hot it's like where do you like where do you find out about like these smaller events because i think miami new times does a really 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 good job about listing events but better paid sponsorships yes Yes. well yeah very true but where do you get your information i work with these people like I, i work in the music school and i'm always with people who are volunteering or who are in productions or who are like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm like, okay, I'll go and they'll get me a ticket. No, I'll go. I'll say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, give me a ticket and I'll go. And then they'll get me a ticket. I'm like, oh my God, who's going to go with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's how I get these events, you know? But if I was anyone who's outside, and, and these are great events, and you don't see, like, the attendees. Like, like these people, there are people who want to support or want to watch these productions. So I think that's another thing. Like the New Times only listing like cost stuff, like money stuff, and then yeah, people think about paid. it sucks, you know? I mean, that's sponsored. the thing. Like one of the things that- events are sponsored. One of the biggest things that Nick always complains about is like, there's nothing to do in Miami that doesn't cost you money. Or that doesn't involve drinking. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. involve it drinking. requires a greater amount of research. And maybe like people talking like this, like sharing. A story like, okay, yeah, there's the arts that you can get into. Or I went to the Deering Estate and got to see, like, 10,000-year history of um, like Paleo-Indians at the Castle oh, Tribe. Paleo-Indians? What does that mean? It's like the people that were here, like, 2,500 years ago to 1,500 years ago. Wow, in Deering Estate? They have, like, the remains there. Oh, the, 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 the mountains. Like, the history of Miami that no one we, we seems to, to the, care about. But we they, went to the seafood festival at Deering Estate. I heard you have to pay for each dish. You do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's not the kind of festival I'm here for. Yeah, okay. I like how Boogie was like... But, def- but definitely <laughs> what, what you said sounds a lot more interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. there are things so, to do. I mean, like, that, I was never talking about that because, I mean, Nick and I already have a escape plan. Of getting out, but we're like in the meantime, instead of being miserable and just complaining about how horrible the place is, it's like let's start looking at stuff <laughs> that that we haven't seen in Miami or even in Florida. Like I've never been to the dry tortuga. Some of you guys, no. yeah. I've always Florida. wanted yeah. to go. I, I would love to go. I would love to go Where too. We should do a thing, guys. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to like, go. Like, literally, Nick and I are on a quest of, while we're here, we're going to enjoy, like, things Florida. that are in my Florida that are, you know, here, unique to this place. Because, yeah, I mean, yes, will I be happy hiking every day? Yeah, probably. Will I miss Miami? Maybe a little bit. Your cat doesn't have claws, right? It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, I want to share a couple of factoids. Okay. Greater Miami has a lower percentage of residents working in arts and culture than other major city, U.S. cities. So thank you, Letitia, for doing what you do, working in the arts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. And keeping us connected. They don't pay, they don't pay. Fewer Miami-Dade County residents donate to charities than residents in other major U.S. cities. I believe so, that. Give Miami they they match yeah. your donation. This for you anyway. part of like I have no money for myself. If you yeah. don't A dollar. give money, you give time, and if you can't give time or money, you give 
awareness. Okay, guys, and also, yeah, donate. And if you can't give awareness, you're asleep. You're asleep. You, that's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to. I don't want to cut the arts and culture convo because I think it's super important. Well, I love I love Miami history, mm-hmm. so you know, any chance I get to like learn a little bit more, like one of the things I want to do is I would love Can to be a history Miami like member. Mm-hmm. I'm not there nice. financially yet, yeah. but if anybody wants to get me a a Christmas mm-hmm. gift what this you year, want to gift me the membership. And the cool thing about the membership, and I think it's the same thing with Vizcaya and like the Frost and the Art Museum, is that I think they have like a level of membership where it connects you to other like, um, it gives you Smithsonian memberships like around the country, so you oh, can. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that, it's like that actually. When I so like the last time I went to History Miami, like the girl was explaining to me, I was like, what? How come people don't know about this? But, like, what level Vizcaya member and like it was like $50 but it was like just for me to get into Vizcaya. I couldn't so even maybe, bring somebody so it's like so maybe so maybe it wasn't maybe Vizcaya is not included. Maybe it's just like the the art, the science and the history museum. Mm-hmm. But they have like a, a level of membership where you can I think they have it where you can like bring a guest, which I'm like, that's the smartest thing you could do. I know that the science museum has it, and it's like a really good deal. Cause then, like, it's like that's how you can bribe bribe people to go with you to a museum. The library pass. Library passes. I was about to say. Talk to me about the library pass, Christina. All right. Talk to me about it. It's changed because they used to have the zoo available on there, and now they don't. But um, a bunch of like Fruit and Spice Park, the Railroad Museum, uh, the new Science Museum, a bunch of museums in Miami, you can get free passes through the library. The only thing is um, you have like a week to use the pass once you get it, yeah. but you can usually take like up to four people with a pass. Yeah. And getting, getting the pass is first come, first, first serve, and yeah. you run out. I happened to get the one for the new science museum after the hurricane because okay. like everything sort of went blank mm-hmm. and then like they were up again so I managed to get to a library but I had to like when did we try to, to do it and I was like going oh. to different libraries like you can check online though to see no, what literally I was it. refreshing the page and I'm like this one has it <laughs> There's also Culture Shock. Culture Shock Miami But that's only up to 25 years old? 26 years old? 23. I thought it was Culture Shock. What? Is that what it was? Is that the 23? Yeah, like that if you're you're a teenager up until 23, you have a child, so he qualifies. So if he's a child, does the parents come free? So you can can buy two tickets. So it would be for the person. So only one of the people has to be within the age range. But they have like they have it for like, I want to say the zoo. I want to say the aquarium. Like a, a like a bunch of different places, and then they also do it for like different events. My cousins and the tickets are like take advantage of it, and they love it. I used to let like. Before I turned twenty four, I used to like it. I used to get my little tickets. 
They, I remember, like, at, I don't know if they still do. They used to have Art Basel on there, but those, but those were first Pasha. come. Pasha. First, I never got Art Basel tickets from there because they always ran out. They were first come, first serve. Last point. What is this? Woo. Don't remind me. I'm still paying that. No, I don't want to like. I don't want to like rile you guys up again. But supposedly, each year the average Greater Miami commuter commuter spends 52 hours in traffic, resulting in an economic loss of 4.4 billion. I feel like it's more. You know what though? Yeah. Like, but it, it depends on Wait, each Wait, 52 hours in a week, a year? What is in a year. In a year? No, that's too low. Yeah, that's George too is low. like, no, that's too low. <laughs> that's what? An hour it's, a it week? It is too low. That's, that's an, an hour, hour a week. That's, no. I it's life hack though. You just plug in I, I an educational that. thing, whether it's a podcast or an audio book. Yo, I and then know, you use that time. Yo, my life has yeah. changed when I met Les Brown. Okay, I'm a speaker. <laughs> I listen to I listen to uh well I don't have Bluetooth in my car so I listen to a lot. I have a question for you guys: arts and uh, arts and culture question. Do you feel like local radio still has a place? No. Yeah. Why not? None whatsoever. Garbage. Why though? I concur. The people, the jokes, the like, the material is garbage. Yeah. All they do is like phone and calls I, and yeah. the music's repetitive and, also, and their every, voices are annoying. You've had this conversation before. <laughs> and every station is a clear channel. You can send station, her off about traffic clearly. So, like yes, that's what says you know, clear channel took over the, the world. The one redeeming quality of local radio is they tell you about events that are happening and every once in a while, like at least in the Spanish speaking ones, they'll get doctors on there to talk about health stuff or Are you talking so about like AM? Because FM is I'm not I didn't no, distinguish. FM. I yeah. just said local radio. Like, oh, I mean, the, the popular radio stations are garbage. So I personally don't find them entertaining. They're just really annoying, and they're really, like I said, they're just trying to yeah. be loud and obnoxious. And I guess people I find it funny. I distract you from the truck. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, but that was stressing me out more because I'm like, you're stupid. Right? I don't. I agree with her. I didn't. I didn't listen to FM. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to FM. Um, you're just like because I'm watching my hands since I stopped. Just kept watching my hands. <laughs> she yeah, she just stares at your soul. Yeah, She's just she like, like <laughs> I mean, when an animal do that, it's like, <laughs> what you see? <laughs> so I agree with the FM radio stations, but like the Breakfast Club is pretty informative Love when the they have club. certain. Um, What's I was going to say the Breakfast Club. Yeah, one hundred three point five. The beat like they have a uh, these this panel and they're very like um, up to date. But and to be fair, that and Ricky Smiley. Right, they're yeah. national. They're syndicated. They're syndicated. Uh, yeah, they're not like a local station. Well, I don't to local. Well, Power ninety six is that lo- that's local, right? That's, yeah, it's but coverage. but like yeah. one hundred three point five is local, but the Breakfast Club, like their show, is syndicated. I'm gonna say this about local radio, and it could be because I have to listen to local radio because I have no Bluetooth, so I'm just like, well, <laughs> I can drive in silence, but um. So, my thoughts about local radio. I think, depending on the show, I agree with you. Depending on the show. Local radio has changed a lot. I think a lot of us Power 96 purists, for for lack of of a better word... Like, Power 96 used to be, like, I mean, did they have, like, their normal, like, gags? Of course, but they had things like, you know, like, the Power Love Hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, DJ Laz used to have, like, old school song of the day. 
And I think they were really good about doing that balance between like entertainment and news because they would. I think local radio is really good about talking about local issues, and they'll bring on. I've heard it sometimes on Spanish radio too, not as much, but I also don't listen to Spanish radio as much. But I know one hundred three point five the beat. Like they are really, really good about highlighting local events and bringing, um, like local activists and like local initiatives, yeah. and they they really highlight it. Like they do a lot for the community, so I think that's really cool. Um, and like, so it's funny because the other day I was driving. And I was like in North Carolina, and I'm like, man, there should be a Spotify thing where it should tailor it to like you where you are, like music that is popular in the area that you are. I'm like, erp, that's radio. Um, <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, they're like. Brilliant. Yes. Never done before. And so I think local radio can have its place. Also, I like kind of like these little low down they're not pirate radio stations anymore, but those like little Are you saying that local radio is representative of the people in the community? I would say so. Yeah. I would say Mm. otherwise. Tell me, yeah, talk to I, me. I would say otherwise. Like, Do you mean music? No, I'm talking about like so radio personalities. Radio, radio hosts. Like talking about like, actually put the music aside, like what they talk about on yeah. air and like the radio personalities and what they, they bring they talk forth. Talking about things that are important to the community at large. I, at least I don't listen to radio that much. Like I can tell you when I stopped listening to it. Back Was it when DJ left the party? Near that time, around 2008, when they I used to listen to 93 Rock before it became 93 like easy listening, and uh, like they were a small radio station that like interviews with local bands, you know, and they did things that were too controversial for like, the wider audience, and they got canceled. Oh, that's really sad. You know, and um, but yeah, it it just doesn't seem to have much relevance to the community. Like when I listen to radio, it's usually Spanish, and it's more about chisme. And they play the same old songs that they've been playing for the past twenty years. Right. You know, and, I, and then a, and then a pitbull <laughs> reggaeton song. You know. Clear channel. Radio. Yeah, clear channel. I that's what that's. What's been what does that mean? Working? That is an advertising business yeah, that and owns most of the local radio broadcasting networks. Yeah. So I, they, they see that as just like, these are audio one. billboards. That's what they see it yeah. as. It's advertising yeah. spots. Yeah. So I will say, because like, so my ex was like in the broadcasting business, and I will say Clear Channel effed it up, bro. Yeah. Clear, like right around that time, because he was he was working for um whatever whatever Beasley. At one point, he was working for Beasley, which was who had like Carnay Six, ninety nine point um like ninety nine jams and all of that. And then eventually he switched over to like Cox Media, which I forget what stations they have. But yeah, he said that like when Clear Channel bought like Carnage Six and all of that, that's when all the changes started like going down and yeah, like. Down 
So, I, I mean... They do. Clear Channel owns um, iHeartMedia, or is it iHeartMedia that owns wow. Clear Channel? It, are they? they no, they, or they're at they the very least affiliated. affiliated. They do. I, yeah, like I don't know who is like the, but like I mean, I iHeartMedia, one hundred three point five. Yeah. Well, now it's like I'm a, I'm a radio station. Apps are gonna, you know, wipe me out. I need to be a part of an app. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to is it helpful or not, on a more basic level, I think radio is also, going back to they give good, uh, they give relevant information about where you are, so events that are happening, and also traffic, whenever they plug in, like, like the traffic weather update, weather update, when they were advertising, like, collections going on after the last hurricane, they were saying, we're in this spot, we're collecting stuff, and they made it very easy for people to help and out. And 100% accessible. All you need is a crank. Or you go into a store and yeah. the radio's playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I will clarify one thing. I Heart, Media, I Heart oh. Media is no longer owned by Clear Channel. Yeah, I thought they no were Really? They, in 2018, they split. After I Heart uh, Media declared bankruptcy. Really? Yes. This is all fascinating information. Yes. Just, just to let you know. Thank another, you. Another little wrinkle. Thank, thank you for that. Huh? Interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know. For I don't know about you guys. Like I said, for me, partnering six growing up, that was like I mean. You remember DJ when like was. I don't know? Maybe it just happened to me. But like when at school, the Power ninety six truck came and it was like a school dance. I was, always like, wanted that. Never, that. that never Miami. I never. Yeah. I remember you being very excited that day. They never went to my school. Like I always went. Oh, sorry guys. They couldn't get through the metal detectors. I know for me, like one of my things, I was like, yo, I want someone to call the power love hour and dedicate a song to me. Or when they call and say, oh, it's this person's birthday. Eventually, yeah. Um, what was this, uh, differences from genuine? I know. I know. My whole life has changed. But um, are there any actionable tips that we can take from this? Okay. All right. Yes. That's what we need to worry about. Okay. I think increasing community participation, like what we were talking about, about and like how you mentioned. You know, yeah, you don't want to be here for now, but while you're here, might as well enjoy. I think um, supporting community events and supporting, like, the arts, the culture things, museums, things of that nature. Small businesses. Supporting small businesses. Not going to lie, at least for, like, my cafecito, I really try to go... Unless it's like ten o'clock at night and Pinecrest Bakery is my only option, I try to go to like mom and pops. I mean, even Pinecrest Bakery, it's not like necessarily going to Chili's or something or Starbucks. Yeah, or right, but you know, I'm just, but, I'm, but I feel like ah, Pinecrest Bakery has enough money. I'm gonna help this like I would with this window. Do you remember when chains. when Starbucks tried fight like suing Pinecrest Bakery? Yeah. For the cafe, it, 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 
machine or some shit. <laughs> we literally tried to get them to stop, and they I were like, "Was it watch. was it you, Letitia, that told me about how down in Pinecrest when they built whatever Pinecrest ba- like there was a Pinecrest bakery, and there was like a litigious issue because there's something in their writing where it's like a Starbucks and another coffee yeah. place can't be in the same place and I think it was with Pinecrest Bakery but then Pinecrest Bakery came back and was like our coffee's Sorry. not that yeah, garbage and so I think like um, Pinecrest Bakery ended up winning that so Good. kudos to them like yeah. going up against you can't Starbucks come in here and be like some kind of top dog and then like I'm gonna take over I mean like cause you took over everyone else in every other country but that's what we do here. But that's what we do here. And so... But not taking it standing, like lying down is the key. Yeah, man. But you're right, so they can do it, but then it's the other people trying to force it saying no. I think um, advocating for affordable housing... Like, I, I think the 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 main thing, and I'm going to say it, like, for myself, too, is, like, to make the commitment to, like, actively engage, like I said earlier, with our elected officials. Like, I know for me, like, I have to find out who my commissioner is for real, for real, because I don't know who my commissioner is. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know who our commissioner is, but, like. Address? Oh, my God. Well, How about I give it to you later? <laughs> you can find me on my corner at. I'm just like. Juliet Soto Cutnock. Yeah. Right under the bridge, Lottie. Lottie. Like like three, you know, three rows second. But, um, so. I think they, I think they come across. I mean, maybe some people. Some that would be too nice. It's some like, people. You know, you know, Great, right here. So engaging with our elected officials, both local, right, mm-hmm. county, state, state like, yeah. Besides voting, I think, like, actually reaching out to them. I know, like, I think that's something that a lot of people talk about a lot, but we for real have to do it, like, letter writing and, like... Yeah, or works. not letters, but, like, emails. Like, we have to, like, pressure them because... Twitter? Twitter. Bro, I think yeah. that works the yeah. most. Yeah. 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 Like, Twitter, it's more public. Emails, on blast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Put them on blast. Put them on blast. Tag them. You know Tag them if you know them. I don't know if it... It, I don't know how to go about it, but I have seen my grandpa watches uh, this uh, Spanish TV yeah, show, and what they do is they people call, ah, ah, people call about companies that are doing certain things to them. So maybe reaching out to news sources about oh, well, okay. I was like, gonna say, hours? yeah, something like that. I was gonna say. Something that everybody has brought up here is that you can't afford to live here. And I'm, a lot of us know, I mean, you guys, a lot of the people in this room for some reason are employed by the government or something. (laughs) I don't really understand But there's a lot of private meals. That person, who I will not name. Any other public (laughs) 
servants in the house. I thought, I don't, I don't really understand. Um, so you are a, some type of science consultant. I'm a geologist, but I work for a private company. Consultant company. You as well, right? If you ever needed to know more than one geologist, you know three now. So. Well, the point is having conversations about like employment and income. You, but it, it's so different. It, it is, but it has to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. Because like, everybody's complaining about income, but I, everybody also like just takes what they can get. Exactly. Like for example, one of the things that I'm getting better at, but that's a topic with. Well, majority of us, it's women get paid less than Yes. Them. And the reason why is really stupid. Because we don't say anything. We don't ask for more. I think yeah. it's you, literally you, that. You don't negotiate. Yeah. Exactly. But also, we, we have to go out of your way to learn how to negotiate. Had I not read uh, certain materials, lean in. I, yeah, lean okay. in legit. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't have known. New York City too. offers a course for women on how to negotiate their salary. The thing is that women, also women, do not apply for positions until them. they're 110 percent sure that they, can get, that they can get the position. A man will, a, a man will, <laughs> will apply for a position even if they're 25 percent. Like, eh, figure it yeah. out. And, and then get the job and they'll wing through it. And exactly. And, and that's the thing that they're saying: a woman who's like more than qualified. We'll settle for like the minimum while yeah. a man who barely makes it, he's demanding a, a like he's countering the offer for more. My IT dude, okay, he gets he was a con so UM, I'm working UM, they get these contract IT guys. So you have a couple UM IT cats and then you have some who are contracted. So that means mm. they get no benefit, but you got to come here and do this stuff, right? So this guy comes and he, he's been working and he has diabetes and he's been working for a long time, whatever, right? So finally they hire him. Right, you're part of us now, and he's like, "Yes, now I'm under your benefits, I'm under your insurance." Right, six months into the position, I'm like, "Oh, how are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, I just applied for this job." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I go, "What is it?" And he's like, "It's like some like leading whatever job, what like over some other IT cats." And I'm looking at him like, "It is true." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you know what you're?" I'm like, "Do you know what you're gonna do?" He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna figure it out." I'm like, oh. and I and I told him, and I said, "You don't even know what you're doing, but I know you're probably gonna excel in it, right? Because you're confident enough that you're gonna go in there and kill it, right?" So then he was like, "Yeah, that is true." And I'm like, "Literally, ninety like, if you have a career and it's based on how well you handle, how well you communicate and get along with people, and how much is your actual degree." Like maybe thirty percent is actually your degree. Seventy yeah. percent is your people I skills. Concur. Coming back yeah. to Miami though, like service industry and the pay levels in the service industry, even though that makes our entire economy mm-hmm. is it's, sickening. Yeah. Everybody it's, in the service industry cannot afford to live no. in the place that they serve mm-hmm. and it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And, and the thing is, look at the minimum wage they have here in Miami. It it's, sucks uh, too because as of seven sixty five now. Twenty? No, yeah, you're right. I thought it was twenty five. No, I think they raised it. They maybe they did like twenty. I don't know, yeah. but. It's but sad. Then, no, 725 was like a while ago. Seven <laughs> dollars? Like, oh, you're talking about like Miami. Well, restaurants don't get 725. Restaurants, waiters, they don't get They get yeah. like 350 or yeah. something. I think it's up to like eight, almost nine dollars. For restaurants? For, no, no, no. For oh, minimum okay. wage? Minimum wage. No, it's still under eight. Oh, you're not? I see it, no. She does payroll. Yeah, I don't. Check it out. But you know, when it comes to money, like one of the things that they're also 
don't and companies don't like doing this. But that's one thing like with all my like the young um professionals in my company we talk about our incomes. We say like I ask, I'm like, how much are you earning? And then that helps me decide how much I'm gonna ask to counter for like an offer. Say that again? Blast door. Say this again? Like between in your profession with your coworkers, one of the things that we do with a lot of young professionals in my in my company is we talk about our income and we say how much we earn and how much we should be earning based on what they what they hire. Like a friend of mine just got hired; she's earning significantly more than me. So I'm countering for a uh, for a promotion based on that, and I and then if they want to come back to me, I can. I can probably just keep fighting it because I know that I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And but that that only happened. I know. That's why I know. I know. That's why I'm downing a few thousand. But still, I want to bring you back really quick. Sorry to something that you mentioned in the beginning. Be working for an employer that is out of state. Hmm. Why is it that out of state people pay more than Florida? They don't. Some do. do. Some do. Miami has lower wages than than average. Well, like, doesn't Florida get like a lot of, I guess, breaks? Yeah. Loopholes and everything. There's no. There's no state income tax. That's why a lot of people like like it here because of the. That and the the amount of immigrants is higher, and so they'll accept lower wages because that's and that lowers our income but that's what i'm saying out of state companies pay more yeah why why i don't know they they, they value your work and your time so for them it's like cheap because like for california income like you're gonna want like six figures you know like for living in florida they're like oh this is a deal it's true. But, it, but it's true for other industries as well. For example, if I wanted to live in Maine, which I do not, uh, I could be making near six figures uh, versus here, where I'm making all right, all right amount, but not as much. Yeah. My company, as you guys know, <laughs> based out of Texas, which I'm like, I'll, I'll end up in Texas one day. Come right back. But I'll end up in Texas. But yeah, like, for me and my supervisor, we were talking about it today. I was like, oh, man, yeah, because you got to do, like, side hustles to be able to keep working on the things that you want to work on. Like, for me, that's, you know, I've talked about it, like, with you guys, about how, like, that's my struggle. Like, I want to help people because it's, yeah. like, my passion. And I really, like, love working with people. But also, please pay me <laughs> for the amount of work that you're having me do. And so, like, like the company I work for now, they pay pretty good comparatively to, like, other companies here. Because, like, I was applying for jobs. And it's a private company. And it's a private company. And you worked for private companies here. And it's a and significant the state. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's significant. And, it, and, like, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, you guys have all been through it where you're, like, searching online and you see what they're offering people with, like, even, like, for me, what they're offering people with masters. And I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do with my little bachelors? Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really, really crazy. And then bringing that back, it's a fact that even if you are earning good money, 
consider comparing yourself to the people, to the rest of the city, you're not accounting for expenses or student loans or yep. student loans or cost of living. Like that just, it doesn't matter if you're earning above the average because you're still like, you're, there's you're no, there's like no like savings. Like there's exactly. Right, yeah. So and once you buy a home, property taxes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, just schools, doesn't, it just doesn't end. Like, well, and like I think that's also where we have to come in and we have to like push for affordable housing. And I really think with the amount of people here in Miami Dade that live at the income level that they live at, if people were to get like activated, I don't know, like how, like I don't know what the answer is. Like if people were to get activated and get, like if we get organized and we push for affordable housing, I think it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, they're trying. They're trying to pass. I don't know what happened with that law, but one of the reasons why the prices of housing went up so much is because the people, foreigners, come and buy cash, Mm -hmm. the asking price instead of trying to haggle like to make it lower so there's a bunch of houses completely empty for people who are their vacation homes or whatever and the people that actually live here can never match those prices exactly like they kind of rely on the fact that an appraisal is going to drop it you know but if that's not happening then we're just screwed either way so they're trying to pass a lot to that the house, the, the rates of the the housing market rates for foreigners and people who live here should be completely separate because we cannot compete with millionaires, like it's just not gonna happen. I'm not sure what came of that law or what where it is at that moment at this moment, but that was one of the big pushes. Is that that was a few years ago though? The, I think they were bringing it back again. I, I think every time they're trying to get it passed, but obviously there's a a bigger agenda in that that they're not gonna try to I think get rid of. Well, because they're the people spending at these luxury malls that keep popping up. Exactly. And so. I'm like, mind blowing. Like the one in Brickle. Brickle City Center. Yeah. The only thing I can afford in there is Bath and Body Works. There's a Bath and Body Works there, so if you wanna feel if you wanna treat yourself (laughs) if you wanna treat yourself and feel a little bougie, go to the the before you go in there. You know. That's free. Like (laughs) okay, like walk in here. I can walk in here. That's a different story. You gotta paint a park. Hey, but you can take the metro rail. They have that little metro mover station in there, which I thought that was really cool yeah. i was like yeah. cool guys wow some type of forethought <laughs> i think what's crazy what's happening is the transportation is going from like downtown and slowly going to make its way out now slowly, slowly. By slowly i mean like literally 10-15 years but they close but by then, down tobacco be... road oh, and my... i was talking Hall. about that today i was talking about that today for brickle city center i was talking about that today i was like yo i was telling i was telling they you the 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 to, to get to that, to those... To construct that, that was a... That, was, that lot was supposed to be part of it. But Brickle Smoke Shop is still... <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it hurts my feelings. Yeah. Like, we were... Me Tobacco my, Road was, like, 100 years old or something like that? Yep. Oh. Yeah, Miami's, like, anything old... You keep dead. That's it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Miami's oldest playhouse, guess what? 
gonna get knocked down. They're gonna replace man. you with a condom. Coconut Grove, oh, man. man. <laughs> that's what the county is doing. Like, but the people in Coconut Grove are super activated about their community. They're so, they they're like I I followed something Kendall. online Have where. Have you seen what they're gonna do to that place? The playhouse. The no the no, Coco Walk. Yeah, they're building like another brickle there. Yeah. But the playhouse, bro. I remember in high school we used to go There's to play at the playhouse. There's still people like that protest. They're like, you can't touch this playhouse. Even we were in the Grove once. I like literally opened the door. You could just open you just the open. door. It's all full of graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? No paraphernalia everywhere. Hmm, that's the, sad. I guess it's the actors' playhouse in the Grove. The Copenhagen Grove playhouse. Like, I mean, and it's crazy because. I don't know. There has to be, I think... And in the Grove, there's a whole conversation about, like, the Bahamian people that founded the Grove, and then... Yeah. There's that whole conversation. I mean, like, you know, Overtown. No Haiti. It's happening. Eventually, North Miami... So like, what do I do? Do I have to buy property now? Just like, like no, you know. <laughs> also, also, like the shit. thing is when you, if you like, it's too late for you. It's well, I mean, just to make a month, any money off of yeah, you gotta wait for the next recession, which is on the way. Oh no, that my friend. This is just like honestly, like people <laughs> got it clocked. Like, <laughs> like, the, the, my previous uh, um, people that I used to rent from, um, they bought like a bunch of apartments. And uh, houses in the recession, and they were like, "This is what you guys should do." And I'm like, "Yeah, because I have that money cash I just to just drop it in the apartment." Yeah, maybe it's not half a million, maybe it's a hundred thousand, but it's a hundred thousand in cash. Cash out that four hundred one. Oh my god! They're just like, no, triggered, no. But like, I'm just gonna ask you guys straight up: Do you think any of us are gonna be able to retire? Yeah, in Peru. <laughs> I am. Okay, I have, a, I have a question. How many of your parents have planned their retirement outside of the United States? My, my mom, parents. My mom, my family. Okay, three. Yeah, they're, I'm ready. They're ready. My, my parents, they'll pay their taxes. They're going to Naples. They say as soon That's as pretty they, much out of the country. Can, <laughs> that's that's, that's in Wall or into the country, Miami, depending. My mom's plan is to buy a Winnebago and tour the country in that's her so camper. Cute. That's cute. That's beautiful. That's what my uncle did. Yeah, they did. Before they settled in Arizona. They bought a Winnebago? Something no. like that. Like, an RV. Yeah. And they just traveled for two years all over the United States. You're just like, hold on. It's like, yeah, that's what my mom used to do. Oh, it's like a brand. I know, like, both of my parents are just like, F this. My dad has his plans to go back to Haiti. My mom has her plans to go back to Colombia. Well, you gotta just pay your taxes every year and you're set. You don't have to live here. But it's like, it's so, and it's something that my dad kind of brings up with me because I used to have like that mentality kind of like yeah you know like Colombia's like my fallback plan and his mentality was like but you live here like he like his mentality is you need to focus on building something here and then Colombia yeah yeah my parents did the same thing it's still my fallback plan no <laughs> I'm just like look worst case scenarios this all goes to crap is that a thing I do not I plan on getting it though 
for for the Trump administration. Like for uh, I plan on doing it for uh, real estate purposes. Do you have to give us a decision? Huh? Did you remember? No, I had to give it up. Damn man. But I can't. But I can get it back. All I have to do is live in prison for two oh, years. Yes. Why would you have to give it up? Because in the military, they didn't allow you to have two Interesting. Uh, so I gave it up. But and then I started looking. I'm like, okay, how can I get it back? Because after watching the handy. Uh, tail. I was like, okay, I need to escape on. Uh, <laughs> so I started looking, and I can get it back. I just have to live in Peru for two years, and then Nick, no, one year. Nick can get his Peruvian citizenship if he lives there for two years, and Ian can get it already. So I'm already planning his escape route too. I'm like, in case this country goes to shit, it's good to have We're a going to Peru, citizenship. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my people. The I mean, like, yeah, like, like retiring me here in the United States of America, I don't see it happening. If I retire, it'll be like, cause I took some exorbitant amount of money to Colombia, and I'm living like a queen down there. And I show up here, harass my kids a little bit, go back home, call it a day, drive my little jeep around, and I'm happy. But like, thank you. I I don't see myself retiring here. I probably do, but I probably would do the half and half. Say that again? I mean, granted, let's say the median age here is like 35. There's still like 30 years of landscape before we could really even. It's true. Repeat yourself. There's still like 30 years of like professional life and and economical states and who knows. It's true. I mean, you can live here, but if you want to be smart about your retirement, it's better to find someone that has the income. I mean, the cost of living is so cheap that you can save for like a rainy day, in a sense. Then when you're yeah. old, your rainy day has to be like over 20K. But when you're yeah. old, you also need like access to healthcare and you need like access like to, if not public transportation, like towns or areas that are super walkable so you can like go to these places and stuff. So if you go to like middle of nowhere in a country that you don't know like it's well, not yeah, like, super mean, beneficial even if it's only a hundred dollars a month for a well that's true i mean i will say i have family there so it's not like i would be in the middle of nowhere my dad like so my dad has a friend who's been retired like he lived here he was a doctor he retired to haiti but he comes here for all of his medical stuff mm-hmm. My grandma, the like you know, like when she um had breast cancer, she was flying here for her treatments. Eventually, she just stayed. She ended up staying here, and then then she got to use it. She was like, "But I want to go back to Haiti," and now she's back because she's like, uh, uh, "Let's go back to Miami." But but I mean, like a lot of people do that, like back and forth. I mean, it's true though. We have like 30 if you have like a special to plan your retirement, like to build your 401k, to build your states, yeah. diversify your bond. But the, but the sooner you diversify your So it's kind of like what he said earlier is like we like we're our worst enemies. Like you said in some way about like you you wanting to move and like okay, what's stopping you? Oh, well, it's me. You know, like me wanting to move. It's us like how do we make more money? How do we get? How do we start doing our four hundred one k? How do we plan for our little emergency fund? It's also knowledge, literacy, education, action. and action for us to do it. We can and talk doing all- it because you have to sacrifice. I mean, if you want yeah. to save, is it impossible? No, 
do you have to make sacrifices like not going out every weekend? Maybe not going out to eat all the time? Maybe. You're like, ugh. And, and then when you have family here, yeah. that's, that's what I made it better. I got my, my grandma, got my parents, got all my cousins. They all live here in Miami. For myself, I don't have like another country I can go to like, this is plan A, B, and C. All the way through Z. Yeah. I mean, there's other countries. They're just not your home. I, I wouldn't want to go. I would like to, I like it here. I feel this, you know, there's a lot. Carolina. <laughs> like everyone in Miami. Like everyone. Everyone. Shop in North Carolina. Hey. Don't I know you from Kendall? <laughs> 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 oh my god, can you imagine finding Kendall yeah. people in North Carolina? There are. I will not be surprised. It's yeah. expected. Well, and so what makes me hopeful? What makes me hopeful is there's the fire movement, the finance. I think it stands for financial. Yeah, No, let's talk about that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This part was activated. You have to educate yourself. You have to apply yourself and, and be willing to sacrifice. Invest. Maybe. The key is it's not just about saving and sacrificing. It's about you like investing and making your money work for you. That's right. Can but you, you can only you, you, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's right. You, you gotta, gotta have, have money. Debt. To so make you have money. to get rid of debt. You, you have, have to have money to make get rid of debt. Invest. That's why. That's because why if you invest twenty dollars, you're your 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 uh, you know your dividend is gonna be like five cents. Obviously, mm. if you have twenty thousand, then you're looking at something bigger. But you yeah. have to get there. Yeah. And the thing is, like, how are you gonna get there if you can't afford it? Like, can other people afford- have done it though, so I imagine. That's well, that's possible. the thing. Well, well yeah, I mean, that's like not being, fair being though. Poor is like more expensive. Yes, it well, is. yes, it is. Yeah. But, I, but I was gonna say that's the reason social mobility in the U.S. is so stagnant. You talked about a concept of a glass where someone is so rich that even if they spend stupidly and they lose like they have like 20 bankruptcies for example not the name of an individual but uh, they can they can remain rich because they have all these other sources of of income and even even their offspring Mm -hmm. they have this Mm. this class where they they can never fall through (laughs) even if they're even if they're really unqualified to perform a particular uh, position, they'll still be invited to be on the board of these several international corporations. You know, not to name as an individual as well. Not name nobody. You know, but but everyone knows who I'm talking about oh among the scores of everyone. But you know what you were saying is like if you want you could do it. The thing is that that's not fair because some people literally can try to save all their lives and it's just never enough. Like they can have it's the not, best you can't just save. Yeah. There's a lot well, the of the thing factors. how can you even save or give money if you can barely make money for rent? Like how yeah, about if someone like didn't didn't yeah. have the time to go to college or couldn't right. And then they're stuck working two or three jobs. You're right. Po- poverty yeah. isn't a problem no, you're, you're, of, of laziness. Exactly. It's like yeah. not. It's, it's not a structural. A, I I work it's in public housing. Exactly. Uh, like I I did a site visit in public housing, and these and I was there like at six a.m. in the morning, and these people were getting up to work. Mm-hmm. It's not like these people are like they're just being lazy and like living off the numbers. We I'm okay. Not saying that they're being lazy. Hey, let's hold on. Sorry. Side note to that generational wealth. So it's funny because I talk about this all the time. We talk about uh, it all the time. All the time. It's all the not time. Fair, but what's going on? You wanna... oh, okay. 
Why were you mad? Who's winning? No, I don't care that much about this. I don't have the notebook, but it sounds pretty. I forgot what Generational wealth. Generational wealth. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to start about this, but it's also we're only teaching our kids the next thing of what we learn. You know. So my my parents came to this country. They oh, but when they left their country, education, education, bringing money, education, bringing money. Oh, okay, I'm going to college. I still got no money. You know, like, <laughs> I have no less money. You know, I have you know, and then and now I'm if you're doing the norm, for the rest of yeah. my you're life. You're doing the norm. You're getting a credit card. You're buying the car from the lot. You're doing the student loan because that's what everyone else does. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just following the habits of other people. And it, and if you're, if where you come from didn't have that, and God forbid, my friend's husband, his, when, when he graduated high school, the word college didn't come from his parents' mouth because they didn't know anything about that. The word was, you're going to go work because yeah. you need to help me, right? So he went and worked, right? When he met his wife and they got married, it's his wife. He's the one that said, I want to go get a degree. So he, he, he worked and got a degree, and there was a point somewhere where he's like, I can't do this anymore. I need you to, to hold down the fort. So she had to work, and he had to go mm-hmm. full ride for a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the thing. Then you're asking for two people. So then you're saying one person cannot do it. You're absolutely yeah. right. It like, is, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. It's, it's, not it's easy. a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Because and it's, it, to, it's to make a plan. It's not easy. It is not easy. I'm not saying that this is like the easiest thing yeah, in the world. No, 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 no. But the thing is, it used to be. People used to be able to pay for their college by working a summer oh, job. Absolutely right. And a, now, sing, now, a single person could could uh, work a job and you have, mean a single man? A single oh, a single man could uh, work a job and they could support their family. They could have a home. You're absolutely right. Car. Yeah, so actually, but, but then, but then, but I think. Yeah. I don't like being a stay-at-home wife. Yeah. Working at the grocery that's not store. Thing. Like, I don't know if you can even afford to do that. Like, not yeah. yet, not well, yet. I mean, and also, like, on the point that, of yeah. like generational wealth, I think one thing I have to keep yeah. in mind. And I don't want to like sound divisive of like us versus well, them, right? Because that's not what it's about. Like, but I think like all your money. As we've read up a a lot, a lot of Americans that have already been here for generations have an advantage because because does does your mom own her home? Like, is she is she done with her? No. Okay. If your parents already have a place and they already have a home, you're already at an advantage more than any of any other person in this room. Of course. Of course. Because Because if something happens. Then you have that to fall back on. You already have money there, even yeah. if you don't really see. That's it. why there's yeah. a thing called generational wealth. That's yeah, why generational. Why slavery is such a problem even to this day because yeah. it's created a gap that's like billions of dollars. At the end, the, the inequality is like so apparent. Yeah. At disgusting. the end, you can't. I, well, I cannot say like my parents are like are super wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Because then they came to this country knowing a certain amount of things. You know, like. In comparison to someone who's been grounded here for years, right? Where their parents did the four hundred one k, did the little let me put money over here and let me live off of my interest and all this stuff, and then they build up and they pass it to their youth or their other generation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they came starting it from the ground up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that yeah. you're really at a disadvantage just by merely just 
starting. Oh, you're absolutely right. right. And I don't think they ran for that. But then I still lack. I still need to learn other things for my for my kids to be at an advantage when I get there. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, I'm, not, I'm there's, just saying, like, am I grateful every time there's a hurricane? I am grateful that I'm in this country, that I'm not in Nigeria with no AC. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know. But it's, 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 edu- it's education, and it's just, and it is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. Like my parents no work eight o'clock in the morning to three o'clock at, at in the next morning. With their own business, you know. So I don't know. Saying, like, it is hard, but I think that some people are just in such a heavy position that there's just no getting out of that hole. No matter how much you try, it's just there's just no. Well, I mean, and look, look, y'all know I say that it's a scam. It's a system designed to keep people in poverty. It's a system designed to keep. Credit is designed to keep people in poverty and to keep people in debt. That's what the fire thing starts with. Get out of debt. Gets crazy. Any credit kind of don't borrow the dollar. Yeah. Because like it's man. it's a manacle. Well, yeah, you're down yeah. And that's the thing. Um, what was it like? I, yeah. I think it was like a John Oliver thing that we saw once. Yeah. This lady got a parking ticket. She couldn't afford to pay it. She because she couldn't afford to pay it, her ticket was like doubled. Yeah. And then she had to appear in court, miss a day of work. Her yes. car got repossessed because she couldn't pay the car. So it was just like a chain of events, all because she couldn't afford it to begin. And now she has a debt of like $5,000. And now she's going to probably go to jail because she hasn't paid. Like, yeah. like, how are you going to get out of that? Like, you know, so it's it's like what Maggie brought up earlier. Like, it's more expensive to be poor in every aspect. Like, it's like that Mina was saying, like, oh, yeah, life is going great. It's like car problems. Like, car problems. Like, you, your car, you, you could be living nice. this new law for the phone started to interrupt where you can't touch it, what about if you don't have the car that doesn't have Bluetooth so you can't hear the directions or whatever? Like, it's designed to get people that can't afford the new car. Yeah. And that's interesting. And that's very interesting. Like, um, on a whole, uh, people in power, they want to stay in power. doesn't matter what system it is, what industry. Um, Once there's someone who, through random chance, has acquired influence, they try to maintain it. That's why, uh, for people that are trying to make small businesses... Um, we're open up maybe a clinic. They get squeezed by mm. these different regulations that have been put in place yeah. by um, and lobbied for people that are already uh, established players in, in the game to reduce competition. Um, and it that same process works in almost every industry and in almost every facet of life. Um, and it does feel really disheartening, almost overwhelming to try to turn that back um, so I, that's, that's why I think is that might be one of the sources of apathy because when you really think about it it's it's hard to you know it's a generational thing like literally it has so to it be like, like you're talking about the then. government working against you not even the government like this is I'm talking about things that exist uh, even apart from the government you know because even before government even existed these types of systems were occurring. Yeah, I mean, someone finds a way to get into power and maintains it. 
Exactly. And hopefully the ones who are going to help him stay in power, everyone else will be crushed. But I think that also, <laughs> as disheartening <laughs> as it is, the, the American... <laughs> like high school. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wow, kidding kid was rough, huh? Yeah. I feel yeah. like we have this conversation all the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. What conversation? That we went to the same school. Uh-huh. <laughs> what year were you? I, I think that... Um, oh, wait. No. Because we graduated the I same year. <laughs> I'm just like, we graduated the same year. Exactly, graduating. What are you talking about? I mean, you didn't go to the ceremony. Well, I mean. Who cares about that? Right? Yeah. 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 I was like, what are we doing? I forgot that that was there. Oh, no. Um, I think it's disheartening as it is to look at, like, the grand scale system, right? Thank you. I think that is this my cup? Whose yeah. cup is this? <laughs> that, 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 that was, that was this was the okay. This yeah. was the fallen. All right. Um, I think as a way to not get spread too thin, overwhelmed is to pick one particular, one or two particular issues and go ham. We can't fix it all. Like I we can, like I think, I think you have. Yeah, like you have to prioritize for you, like. I agree. What like the issues and go ham on that for me? I think it'll be housing because I'm like I should like I grew up here. I was born here. I went to college. I did what I was supposed to do. I got a job. I should be able to live here. And like, personally, and I don't know if this may come off a little selfish. It's like I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously, like mom, you know, do um, focus on one thing. But the thing is like. If you don't have your house in order, like your stuff in order, it doesn't matter. Like you're still gonna be stuck in that. Like you, your personal life. Yeah, like if you're like, for example, if you're in debt, you have to get out of that. I concur. If yes. you like, you have to get your stuff in order. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if they pass a law that okay, fine, they're gonna help you out. You're still in that hole, you know. But I think that that's a very. Maybe we should be teaching. So I think it's a very I think it can I think it's but I think that that is the mentality that Miamians have and that's why we don't activate because we're very zeroed in on me on what I need to do what my house needs to do and we're not like looking at the larger picture that it's not just an issue that's with me like in social work we have a thing like private issues are public troubles like this or private Mm -hmm. troubles are public issues. Mm-hmm. Like these are overarching issues. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you have to. You can't. Um, what's the point of you going out there and helping everyone, and you're drowning in your prop, like, and you're going home? Because if you lift up everyone, you're in everyone. <laughs> I have personal experience in you're not that. Special. Um, Theme alone. All right. One thing. You're here above right. everyone. You lift them up. They're with you. No, like, but if you're here and they're here, and you. Here. Rather than focusing on just this, people will be more receptive if they see that you're one of them. Well, I mean, that would be from, like, I feel like. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, like, you're already <laughs> gone with that. Like, it's like, okay, how many people are. Sorry, Christina, so. Talk to us, please. I come from a place where I was like, I want to make things happen, I want to change the so what I would I do is I was like, okay, I'm gonna go volunteer systems. And then by volunteering with hands on Broward specifically, because I tried volunteering with hands on Miami but I didn't see too many events. 
I checked Broward, they have a whole calendar of events. I started volunteering there, and by helping in little ways, sometimes it was just like um, a gardening thing. You're helping this one specific school with something. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. But then by volunteering in other events, like the Broward Aware Fair, I learned of resources that families can use, like they were giving kids free eyeglasses and eyeglasses can be so expensive. Mm -hmm. They were doing, they had like all sorts of resources. I found out about this program that if a, like a teenager contributes to the saving, this program will match that savings to help them get what? housing. Y'all, okay. housing, 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 so like, there are things out there that we don't know about. So when we volunteer, we help others, but then we also get connected to what resources are in the community. And so that's why I'm a high uh, proponent for volunteering. At the same time, it, came, it got to a point where I was volunteering too much, so I had to cut back. That's the you thing. Know, so you know, you can. fall into so that. Um, time can that, be that, more that, expensive than money. Exactly. Yeah. You fall into that trap of like, oh, I feel good doing this, so I'm gonna ignore my real problems because it's. I better. don't think that I that's so what it is. Welp, guys. Yes, I said welp with the P at the end. Thank you guys for joining me. Shout out to everyone on this Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy, drive safe, have fun. You know, eat, drink, be merry. Join us next time here at Sugar Bee Podcast Miami.